today on the Things Above podcast. The Supreme Court, a 7-2 victory, but will it change things? Roseanne Barr and Twitter, yikes, what a mess that was. A secularist in California that thinks he is a pastor and a baptism leads to a death. All of this on the Things Above podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Things Above podcast. I am Brandon, pastor of Ramsey Baptist Church in Montrose, South Dakota. I am still trying to get our feet off the ground with this podcast, so all you listeners who have heard us so far, thank you. A few stories I want to cover in today's episode. Uh, before I go into the first story, I want to I want to share a little something about myself that will slide into that first story. I live here in South Dakota, and I love living here. I was born and raised in Colorado, and I lived near the metro area just about my whole life. I love Colorado and will always have a love for Colorado. God's beauty in that state shines, at least to me. For some people, it's the ocean. Uh, For some, it's the desert. For some, it's grassy fields or tree groves. Everybody loves something. Somebody loves something. You guys get it. For me, it is the mountains. The Rocky Mountains in Colorado is where I see the majesty of God through creation. However, I do not like what that state has turned into. And what it has turned into, it just continues to get worse. I do not recognize that state anymore. And the sad and sorry truth is the Colorado that I remember is gone. Suburban development made sure of that. What I so dearly love, I will never get back. I was not raised in a Christian home. I was saved in my early 20s, and as a Christian, I grieved even more for my beloved state. Now, some of you may be wondering, why leave it? Why leave Colorado? If it is your beloved state, why leave? And the answer to that is in Philippians 3.20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly wait for a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. I do not belong to Colorado, nor in Colorado. I do not belong to South Dakota, or in South Dakota. My home is not here. The scriptures teach that my citizenship is in heaven. I am in the world, but I'm not of the world. So I'm not bound by any geographical location. And as a pastor, I can't be. The realization or the wake up that Colorado was no longer the place I thought it was came in 2012. When Jack Phillips came under legal problems for for refusing to take part of a same-sex wedding due to his Christian convictions. Mr. Phillips said that he would be more than happy to sell them any other cake, birthday and such, whatever else he else, uh, whatever else he sells. Uh, But he could not go against his own convictions and uh, do a cake that celebrated same-sex marriage. Mr. Phillips went through great lengths to show that he was not denying the two 
Charlie, uh, Charlie Craig and, and David Mullins, those two men, uh, that he was not trying to deny their business, but that he could not take part of their celebration. He was trying to explain uh, that the, that this there was a difference. And this turned into a lawsuit, and one that eventually the whole nation was watching. Some people think that Mr. Phillips' cake shop was targeted for his faith. That, that was the very reason why these two men went into this uh, bakery in the first place and asked for his services. Uh, because he was known for his faith. Uh, if you are familiar with the area, you know how difficult that cake shop is to find. Of course, a Google search could help with that difficulty. Who knows if he was targeted or not? Uh, we just don't know. Other think um, other thing well, other things that have taken place in Colorado around that same time uh, that kind of had the LGBT and versus conservatives. They had that whole thing going on. It was LGBT versus conservative Christian related. Uh, none of which made national news, but other things like that were going around, going on around the same area during the same time. And uh, none of them went into great depths like this case has gone into as well. On Monday, June 4th, the Supreme Court ruled in favor of Mr. Phillips, bringing an end to his right to withhold his service. But that is about as far as it went. It did not go any further than that. Before the decision for Mr. Phillips was made, experts everywhere were saying that whatever the Supreme Court decides, it will change things forever for Christians or for the LGBT community. That has not really been the case. As the Supreme Court worked it, uh, Mr. Phillips, they worked it in Mr. Phillips' favor, but did not go any further than that. I doubt that any Christian business owner will get that freedom again. Based on all the reading I have done this week on the Supreme Court's decision, it seemed that people from both sides agreed that the state of Colorado was overly hostile and biased against Mr. Phillips. It seemed that those who are a part of Colorado's legal system displayed enough hate for Mr. Phillips to win the case. Now think about that for a moment. One of the deciding factors was the attitude of those who are in charge. That attitude was becoming more and more common in Colorado. I have witnessed a city mayor say, that if it were up to him, he would shut down every church in the city. He was speaking out of his own hatred for the church. I am very happy for Mr. Phillips, as no man should ever go against his convictions. He fought hard, and this victory is well-deserved. Many back in the state I was born in are upset by the results. It has not affected the non-discrimination laws in any way. Just one man uh, who won one case. And people in Colorado are upset, including elected officials. I am reminded of the scripture that I alluded to in the last episode, in Romans 1. Uh, in this specific uh, case, Romans 1, verse 26-32. For this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women exchange the natural function for that which is unnatural. 
And in the same way, also, the men abandon the natural function of the woman and burn in their desire toward one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper, being filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossips, slanderers, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful and although they know the ordinances the ordinance of god that those who practice such things are worthy of death they not only do the same but also give hearty approval to those who practice them not only do the same but give hearty approval to those who practice them I understand that Colorado is not alone in their progress. This is happening all over the world. This is uh, where and why discipleship is so important. Matthew 28, verse 19, Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the, uh, in the, name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Contrary to tell them and walk away approach or lead them and leave them approach, discipleship is investing spiritual truth into someone's life. You take them under your wing, teach them, guide them in Bible study, show them the Christian life. It is you investing time into someone else. It is impacting a culture one person at a time. Folks, that is what the church needs to get back to doing impacting one person at a time. The next topic that I want to discuss, Roseanne Barr. Roseanne Barr, ladies and gentlemen, what happened there? In the blink of an eye, her show was canceled. A hit show was canceled. How how in the world did this happen? Well, I am sure by now everyone has heard the news and everyone has an opinion on the matter. Roseanne sent out a racist tweet. ABC cancels her hit show uh, in a heartbeat. Then uh, this uh, then ignited a a storm of uh, like this frenzy storm. And I've been watching people go through this now. And wow, just wow. Not all conservatives are upset about this, just the ones that will worship any celebrity that endorses President Trump, despite all their liberalism. So these, well, despite all her liberalism, I'm sorry, guys, I meant despise her, all her liberalism. Uh, so these specific conservatives are upset because the view expresses, the show The View expresses opinions and jokes that are contrary to conservative thought. And at times can be, in times, they can have a similar hateful manner as Roseanne did. Also, Bill Maher has said something similar to what Roseanne tweeted about President Trump. He said something along the lines like, um, he looked like an orangutan or something like that. So conservatives are upset uh, on the double standard. Meanwhile, the left has been on full-blown aggression towards Roseanne. 
I mean, this is straight media bullying if I have ever seen it. I guess once you label someone a racist, you can be as mean and malicious and downright hateful as you want. I think some conservatives have confused Roseanne as a conservative or even a moral woman. She most certainly is not. Her show has paved the way for feminism, homosexuality, as her show was the first to show a same-sex couple kiss um, and even celebrated same-sex relations. There is so much more to the show offered in, in the sin department than what I just listed, but uh, I'm not trying to create a list of sins, rather just point out Roseanne is not the woman many are thinking. She is not a moral woman. Now, how should the church react to them canceling the show? We do not have a dog in this fight. This is one of those stories that create tension and emotion, but the church should not be concerned with a secular TV show. How could we ever pick a side? Further, never get that invested in a television show anyway. We have so much more to worry about than what I'm going to watch on Tuesday nights. What's going to be on now? So don't get overly invested in ridiculous things. All right, next topic. A news article has been making its way through the internet. There have been several reports of this man, but one by the Atlantic, one that was reported by the Atlantic, has made his way around. It is about a new, well, he's not new anymore. He's now a newly resigned pastor in California named Gregory Stevens. He is part of the Emerging Church Movement, translated Social Secular Club. Here is the kicker. This man is so far left. The people in California are saying he is even too left for California. That's how far left he is. The man gets an A for, you know, A for effort for some of his social work, especially how he wants to help the poor. Um, however, works do not make you a Christian. The man hates all forms of Christianity unless it is part of the emergent church or progressive church. And even then, it depends on how progressive they are. How can, how progressive they really are. Do they live up to his progressive standards? This man is an open homosexual. Funny how that seems to be the theme in just about everything I talk about. It's like when something is truly off with someone, there has to be sexual sin involved somewhere from one degree to another. If you dig deep enough, you'll find sexual sin. But anyway, because Gregory is an open homosexual, he had to find a ministry that embraced that and didn't call it a sin. He found that in California. Surprise, surprise. I watched a Skype interview with this man, and he never really answered any questions. He was asked to describe his faith. He responded with the question, what is faith? The man asked him again to describe Christianity. Well, what is Christianity? What is Christian to me may not be Christian to you, and vice versa. What? This is just demonic in nature. It reminds me of the first lie. Did God actually say you can't eat of this tree? What is funny is that this man thinks he is a pastor. He thinks he is a pastor. I should add that when the church, uh, when the uh, I, when the, the, the church he served at did not act on social justice 
in the way he wanted them to, he went on a foul mouth rant on Twitter. Some people, I guess, should not have Twitter. Further, the man went on to say he hates his local police and he hates all police officers. This man is no Christian, and he has the guts to say if Jesus was here, he would flip over the tables at these high-profiting businesses. He mentioned something like, like Netflix or something like that, Google. This man is not saved, and he wants to make his money in ministry. That, my friends, is turning God's house into a den of thieves. He is the very living explanation of that. But he is not the first, and I doubt he will be the last. All right, one last note of news. This is a sad one. Uh, It was reported by Fox News. A pastor in Ethiopia was killed while uh, performing baptisms. This was a Protestant congregation, and the pastor baptized one man, went to the other, baptized, uh, went to another man, went to go baptize the other man when a crocodile jumped out of the water and grabbed the pastor. A crocodile. The article did not give the man's name. But uh, be in prayer for that congregation and that pastor's family. A crocodile. Folks, this world can be overwhelming, especially in our age where we can have information at the click of a button. And often we allow these things to get under our skin. But Colossians 3, verse 1 and 2 reminds us, Therefore, if you have been raised up with Christ, keep seeking the things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on the things above, not on the things that are on earth. Until next time, I am Brandon, and this is the Things Above Podcast.